0: Welcome to Buddha at the Gas Pump, my name is Rick Archer and today I'm with Canella Michelle Myers whom I've interviewed before, a couple of years ago. If you're new to this, uh, Buddha at the Gas Pump is an ongoing series of interviews with spiritually awakening people. There are over 300 of them now on batgap.com, so go there and check out the past interviews menu. I've been receiving emails and Facebook messages from people the last week or two asking What happened? Are you okay? Where have you been? Because we took a little vacation. (laughs) And I'm now going to be doing a series of interviews up here in the Vancouver area. I'm at Canella's house on Bowen Island. Very beautiful place. Looking out over the water, although you can't see it in this video. And I'll be doing an interview with Kieran in uh, Vancouver proper. A couple people over on Vancouver Island and then taking a retreat over there myself with Lauren Huff. I really appreciate being here. Canella was generous enough to uh, provide my flight to get up here. So I really appreciate your having done that. And um, it's, it's good for me to be here. I love doing interviews in person. I do them all in person rather than Skype if I could. Because uh, it's just much nicer to just sit with the person.
1: It's also really nice to uh, support you with all the support that you do for people in interviewing people. I think it's it's very valuable for me and my heart just to... Support what you do.
0: Well, thanks. If anybody else feels that way, there's a donate button <laughs> <laughs> on com, <batcap.com>, which uh, <laughs> we do appreciate that support and, and enables me to be as involved in it as I am. One of my fundamental assumptions and observations is that spiritual evolution is a continuum and there's no end to it that I can see. And so I'm always curious if, if I've spoken to someone before, and it's been a couple of years, how they feel they might have grown since we last spoke. What do you think?
1: Well, that's a, that's great. <laughs> no warning on that. <laughs> always growing. Always growing. And I would say since we did the last um, interview, probably the main aspect that I feel that I've learned the most and sort of spilled into the unknowing aspect of life is in my relationship with my husband in... What apparently looked like very patriarchal fellow, that being harder for me in the learning, mostly uh, about innocence. That, um, however, he might be, he he doesn't know what he doesn't know, and it was never anything that was meant to hurt me or it was just because I'm sensitive, Uh um, a little bit rough at times. And uh, at first, that was rougher on me. And then uh, it got softer and softer as I saw that it wasn't how... He wasn't meaning to treat me any particular way. Mm -hmm. It was how he was with himself, seemingly listening more to the logic of of life than to the feminine aspect, Mm -hmm. which I feel is... It's just out of harmony. It's not a... It's just how most of the
0: world is listening. Yeah. When you say most of the world, I mean, the thought that I've been having as you've been saying that is that we could probably say these things about everybody in the world because none of us know what we don't know.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> no, absolutely. No, that's, that's the innocence. Right? Yeah. And that, I mean, it's been said by sages, of course, Right. over time, that ignorance is the main culprit.
0: Right. Remember what Christ said, forgive them, Father, they know not what they do. That's right. And there are degrees of that.
1: Well, but there's also the reality of being a human being and really living that rather than just saying the word, actually really feeling the actual real innocence so that no matter what the person does, even if it feels like a, a slam of the door in your face or something mm-hmm. like that, that it, it just isn't that anymore because you can see that they're not doing that in any intentional way. And, now, and now that, I'm, I'm also aware that that sounds, I think, worse than... It actually is, it's just that I'm very sensitive. Yeah. So, I mean, in, in, in a relationship it might look like not being heard or not being seen or not being included. Mm-hmm. And all of these aspects were more about how he wasn't hearing uh, his own feminine and would go yeah. to more the logical root of um, what, what he was more used to listening to, which is what the patriarch is. It's yeah. not listening to their own nature as much as how we've been uh, trained to listen and respond or react to in the world.
0: And so you're kind of alluding to his blind spots. How about your blind spots? Because I actually asked you about your growth. Right, my growth has
1: been the blind spot that I took it personally, Uh or that he was supposed to be any particular way other than he is. Right. And so for me, my side in it was not really being so into his side about it, mm-hmm. or whatever it was he was doing, or trying to change that, instead, it was learning where I was not, um, being fully receptive yeah. and uh, and understanding
0: boy, I think there's a there's a key thing here, which I think is really important, which is that people are who they are, you know, and there's so sort of an art to. Learning to just accept and appreciate people as they are, and not want to change them into something that they're not, which is a hopeless endeavor. Exactly, and the (laughs) the funny
1: part is, is that once once I didn't really want him to change, he changed. Interesting. It's almost like he was willing to be those aspects until I could accept um, myself in the scenario, Mm -hmm. um, and see. The innocence of it mm. um, and then whatever that was it seemed to melt away and and certainly we have a, a completely different relating now
0: so I'm the I don't consider myself at all to be um, psychologically adept in, in, in terms of understanding psychology and relationships and all that stuff mm-hmm. I mean I couldn't write books like John Gray writes for instance about relationships and human interaction and, and so on the one angle of this show that's a little unique and perhaps distinguishes it from 10,000 books on how to be a better person and you know interpersonal relationships and all that is that we're trying to tie in the the dimension of being awake to one's true nature you know or being awake to pure consciousness or the ground state of the universe or whatever we want to call it and the significance of that for all other aspects of life. Right. Um, so, I mean, there are probably so many different books and seminars and whatnot that deal with relationship issues that don't even touch on that. I would suggest that perhaps there's a, an advantage to being able to touch on that. Being, being open to the dimension of the self or pure yes. consciousness gives you a, an advantage in being able to work out issues that everybody has to deal with.
1: The, the difference is, is that there's acceptance of what is, or there's acceptance of what is, and I can only be honest with myself if that wasn't full and rich and and satisfied. Uh-huh. Uh, and so wherever it feels that there's there's some sort of uh, where it appears like it's not okay, that would be my indicator. Mm. Something's up. And and uh, so that's you know even though that sounds really personal, um, in my acceptance of. Sort of my acceptance of the patriarch itself, mm-hmm. where I had been more resistant to that, or I'd had categorized it somewhat until it too was also equal, and in that learning i mean it's it's so wonderful because I can see that that all of it's innocent and across the world um, and and the difficulty is that I think i I mentioned that is the that people men and women are listening more to the masculine side of themselves mm. predominantly over the feminine aspects of themselves so i don't see it as a, as a as a men woman thing at all i see it as a self invitation for harmony as each appearance of self like you yourself or mm. or myself we're this blend of the masculine the yin and the yang and and how do we bring harmony to that and as we bring harmony To ourselves, which is the gift of having been in a patriarchal relationship and seeing the innocence, really was an acceptance of my own masculine inside myself. And of course then wanting to support people to that, because so on the inside, so on the
0: outside. So are you saying that in the world in general, people talk about the awakening of the divine feminine in the world. So the implication is that the, the, the masculine has been way out of proportion to the feminine, and that now somehow there's an awakening in world consciousness taking place, people are having spiritual awakenings and all, and this uh, is bringing with it a, a greater awakening of the divine feminine. Is, well, are you kind of saying that?
1: Well, I, I, that still sounds so much... What I would say it is, is it's, it's more of a balanced listening to both aspects of self. Mm-hmm. Because if it, it goes more to the feminine, then then that that's not it either. Right. It's more of a balance. It's just been sort of almost a, a habitual way, a collective way of the mind to uh, pick the more the masculine aspect, and that's what everybody's supposed in to society
0: do. in general. That's happening
1: in the collective mind. Right in, in what appears here.
0: So if there's a spiritual awakening happening in the world, as many people feel there is, how does that relate to a greater balance between the, the masculine and the feminine? How How is it helping to facilitate or bring about a greater balance?
1: Well, in, in the choice points, what appears here as a choice point, so, so we need to talk about choice then, okay. whether there is choice or there isn't choice.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, ultimately, there is no choice, but yet, in the moment, uh, there can be an apparent choice, just like there's an apparent you or an apparent me self yeah. shows up here as this man mm-hmm. Rick, and earlier i uh, you asked about something to drink, mm-hmm. would you like juice? Would you like water and so in that moment, it appears that consciousness is taking making a choice,
2: yeah,
1: and you do you picked juice, yeah, right so th- this kind of choice point, so in the moment. When a person is about to make a choice, and it might be, say, in the corporation of whether or not, I mean, the Volkswagen thing that's going on right now. is, is such a,
0: Volkswagen. <laughs> a diesel. diesel. <laughs> if you follow the news.
1: <laughs> and uh, somebody at some point decided to go for the bottom line of the money yeah. uh, rather than probably what might have also been present in that moment was where they felt that maybe that wasn't quite the right. So, so
0: they made an unethical choice for uh, took a shortcut for what, money. And
1: that's what the outcome came to be. But in that actual moment, what they did is they overrode what might be there in the feeling of what feels right. Yeah. And so that's what I feel Jesus meant about righteousness. It's not about rules and regulations like a religion would say. It's about uh, what's the right way of the felt sense of being who you are in the moment and and leaning left or leaning right. It's very much just the moment and making decisions based on where you are right then, inclusive of the masculine and the feminine aspect
0: of what your heart feels and what's practical. That's an interesting point. As I look back on my own life over the decades, there's, you know, I mean, there's that cartoon of the little angel and devil on a person's (laughs) shoulders, you know. There's kind of a still a small voice within that you know to be right even though everybody around you might be saying, no, that's crazy, you know, that's wrong. And it takes discernment, I think, to recognize that voice because one can easily mistake something that actually is wrong for, and, and interpret it as, this is my intuition, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. So I guess to extract a question from this, and perhaps this still relates to the feminine thing, cause yes. because feminine femininity say- is associated with intuition. The
1: reception of what is the feminine aspect; it receives the information, and the masculine aspect uh, takes action on on that information. Yeah, or, or appears to. I mean, that's the that's the dance.
0: And there's that phrase, "woman's intuition." You know, yes, yes, uh, popular phrase. So it,
1: yeah, if anything, and I think that's the divine feminine awakening is basically giving more space to actually hear that voice that does know in the mm-hmm. moment, and actually respond to that voice rather than overriding it with, like you
0: say... Possibly with the intellect or... Oh yeah,
1: or everybody's going to disagree with me so I better just do what they want me to do. Yeah. Or what so, you think um, they want you to do.
0: So what you kind of have said then, so far in this interview, is that over the past couple of years since we spoke, there's been a, a kind of a, a... Maybe you've said this, there's been a, a greater enlivenment of... of a, or a greater attunement to that intuitive voice... Uh, a trusting of it, a surrender to it, uh, and thereby, or therefore, an acceptance of people as they are.
1: Well, uh, Does also, that relate
0: to what you're saying about your husband? Yes. Yeah.
1: In a way, it's, it's almost because the relating was pretty good prior to this particular relationship. Mm-hmm. I just hadn't been with somebody who's more patriarchally orientated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this school of life, this relating, has basically yeah, exposed this aspect of consciousness directly, in my own direct experience, mm. um, as well as, over time, uh, what's been here. So it's a conglomeration of, of, of the revealings and, and learning uh, in each moment of how how it all works. You know?
0: Yeah. So um, perhaps based on your own experience, can we ex- kind of extract a uh, general prescription that could enable people to... Be more attuned to that intuitive voice and uh, you know, learn to align their behavior with it more clearly.
1: Often it's the part that feels vulnerable. Like you say, uh, you almost like consciousness will bring you up to the edge of, of the scenario you spoke of earlier uh, where everybody else seems to be going in another direction mm. and yet your inner voice says no. <laughs> and a lot of people will choose... Oh, I'll go with them. Yeah. To follow along instead of be more closely with this hearing. Uh and so there's a slowing down,
2: mm.
1: meditation, of course.
2: Yeah.
1: Um and a getting to know the humanness that rises here as you.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? Because it's so completely unique. Nobody else is here to learn you. They're they're here experiencing consciousness is experiencing its life as this human being Mm. and and in that consciousness is is uh looking to become more conscious and more aware of its own self the play that's here Mm -hmm. so um an interest in that of course is is uh the root yeah because you know a, a lot of People are, are Makes doing. you
0: more inner-directed, and, and if you're more inner-directed, then you're you're more sensitive to that inner voice. Whereas if the attention is always sort of outward, 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 you, you can kind of ignore the inner thing because you're always focused. Outward. Well, in
1: fact, uh, when you're inward, it, whatever inward, outward, you know, there's no inward or outward. Yeah. But when you're resting with where you are in each moment, mm-hmm. um, the outside is included. Yeah. So the deeper you hear from where you actually are with all the information coming in and you're no longer going out to anything. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Everything's coming in, coming in, but there's no in or out, it's just the appearances. But as that gets more and more seated and and more and more time is spent with exactly where you are, so you're in the bank, instead of having your attention out, how long is the line up and what time is it, and all that kind of stuff, it's like feeling right where you are, um, inclusive, it, you won't cut out all the outside details by being present to the inner experience as well. So it's that balance between the outer
0: and the inner. And there's also something here, which I think you kind of mentioned, which is an acceptance of things as they are, which is very Byron Katie-ish. But if you're in the bank and there's a long line, um, you know, you're not going to speed up the line by fretting and fuming about it. And so it's kind of an opportunity to tune in and just sort of
1: Right. You know. Well, to even get a kick out of consciousness fretting and fuming,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. if you admit that, then you it could, becomes fairly. You can do that, but you can also say, "All right, well, this is the way it is. There's this line, and uh, I'm, I'm, and here I am. So, you know, make use of the time. Read yeah. a read a you know a pamphlet, or listen to my eye thing, or or feel or your breath, just, or just feel my <laughs> breath, and you know, think my mantra or whatever people do. You
1: know? yeah. Well, I would I recommend actually experiencing where you are mm-hmm. rather than. Listening to your iPad, or
2: yeah.
1: you know, uh, it might be in a moment, but but feeling your feet in your shoes, mm. feeling that there's clothes on your body, your heart, letting your awareness rest with where your heart is, um, and also the incredible amount of information that's already there, um, the colors of the skin, you know how light reflects off of skin, mm-hmm. um, the movements that are around you, the the way The sounds echo, um, whatever's really real in that moment. And the more that there's this listening to what is real in the moment, the stronger that listening gets. Yeah. And the more you are with where you are, uh, just in its incredible ordinariness. Mm. Um, And that's why people don't listen to it, because it seems so ordinary and plain, it's not nearly so dramatic as having a problem of... Mm. Um, fretting, and, you know, there's a dilemma of some kind, and then we get to share it with somebody else. Oh, I had such a long line up in the bank, and oh, right. you know, I had troubles and blah blah yeah. blah. <laughs> Quite different than saying, oh, I saw I saw this person, and man, I could just see the light in their eyes and the way that the light reflected off their skin, and oh, isn't it amazing to be alive?
0: Yeah, that's you said an interesting thing just now. Several interesting things, but the thing about the more you you know, tune into that; the stronger it gets, and uh, that's such a good principle. I mean, it is so there's so many obvious examples of that on, in a, in the mundane sense. You know, the more you do push-ups, the better you get at push-ups, or you know, the more you play tennis, the better you get at tennis. But the the more you tune into that still quiet, still quiet voice, and that intuitive impulse, the more clearly you're, you'll be perceiving it. You know, and the more easily. And spontaneously, your behavior will align with it. Well... Interesting point.
1: Awareness is here.
0: Right? Yeah.
1: It's all... And we've heard this in many of the interviews. Uh, it's already here. You don't need to wake up and all that. Unless you do. Right? Because if there's a, a awareness or consciousness wants to wake up, it, you're helpless to that. I mean, relax open to seeking, um, if that's what's true. I mean, I love the aspect of my life when I knew what I was looking for without knowing what I was looking for, just that I was looking Mm -hmm. to awaken, that I could feel that there was a truth in this. And I loved it. It was was very short, and I missed it when (laughs) it was gone. (laughs) I really did, because there was such a juicy, alive direction in it um, that disappeared, of course, when it found itself.
0: It did, but it's sort of like... The seeking ended, but the exploration never ceases, you know? The discovery, the refinement, the unfold. It just takes on a different flavor, right?
1: Totally. And the, you know, like a twig in the hurricane happens uh, differently than before, when I was just sort of felt like I was being picked up and brought different places. I still feel that a lot, but it's much more peaceful and full and sort of... um, Content. Content. It's thicker. Mm -hmm. if you will, Um, Mm -hmm. and it feels like it does. It feels like the whole world's moving with me. So the movements are sort of thicker in that way, Um, and I guess it's because awareness knows itself more.
0: Yeah. I know from my own experience, there were so many years of, uh, for me it took longer than than you, I'm sure, but so many years of this sort of desperate, yearning, miserable, you know, I can't even (laughs) stand it, and i got to get there kind of thing. And Do you miss it? <laughs> no. Um, and now it's more like there's this baseline of contentment. And isn't this fun? You know, it's like, whoa, you know, life is so enjoyable and it's so interesting. And, and you know, I, I could readily acknowledge that I'm still a beginner in terms of the whole vast span of possibilities. Uh, but that's great, you know, because it means all that much more fun <laughs> and exploration and discovery and adventure. And, you know, the whole thing is just... Uh, fascinating ride it just has lost the um the sort of unpleasant uh, flavor it had when there wasn't that contentment there
1: well wouldn't you say that it's more that you're not resisting the unpleasantness
0: that too but there isn't very much unpleasantness you know i mean it's like uh there's a lot of bliss and a lot of fulfillment and Mm um and and again there's a It's like one man's bliss is another man's misery. If if either of us were to somehow snap back to where we were twenty or thirty years ago, it'd be like, ah, I'm gonna gonna die. This is horrible. (laughs) Even though then we might have felt pretty okay, you know. And by the same token, perhaps if we were to snap to where we're gonna be ten years from now, it would be like we wouldn't be able to continue this conversation because we'd be so blissful. We'd have to just sort of.
1: Uh, I don't know. Sit here and
0: marinate in it for a while. I don't
1: know. I. It seems like and I don't know that it will end. It feels like it's pretty much a sure thing that love will continue to embrace itself more deeply and yeah. more deeply and more deeply. Um Ad infinitum. Yeah, yeah, and that that's that's the that's the play here.
0: Well that's kinda of what I mean. It's like yeah. but creatures acclimate. You know, every every creature acclimates. Truly. To, I he, and it's, a, it's I always saw it as a kind of a God's mercy that we acclimate. Because if we didn't, life would be so intolerable. But we're kind of we acclimate to whatever our situation. But there's always this evolutionary impulse to progress, to evolve, and as we do so, we acclimate to that, and we acclimate to that, and we acclimate to that, and we just keep going. So I'm speaking very hypothetically about snapping back 30 years or snapping forward 10 years. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I guess the part that I responded to Mm -hmm. uh, was. The idea that it will look better uh, In some future that would be even more blissed and I imagine that yeah We'll know ourselves even more.
0: Yeah, or consciousness will know itself even more really Well, I'm not such little. a in-the-now fanatic that I can't speak that way Sure, it'll always be the now and all that but um, Based upon my experience over the last f- almost 50 years of being focused on spiritual stuff if life continues as it always has I can honestly say that it's probably going to look better in 10 years. I mean, I'll be almost 76, so maybe I'll be starting to feel old physically. But in terms of the, the inner experience and you know the consciousness, the perception, the orientation from awareness, or however I want to describe it, my experience has been that that has maybe fluctuated, but always steadily improved over years and years. Yes. Does that jibe with your experience? Yes.
1: Well, yeah. yes. Okay. Yeah. Basically... It becomes more flowing uh, yet there's there's a lot more that's seen about what isn't in harmony mm-hmm. and so as much as there's also the direct expression of love there's also a scene of the less nice aspects of, of what's happening and in uh, you
0: and the world and in, 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 uh, anything in, huh? in,
1: in the world in the way that things are you know
0: okay like, give me an example.
1: Well, it's 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 also in our media. It's it's how everything's evolving. That um, there's so much more that we know. There's way more rape happening than we used to because now we know about it. We know it. about it. We know about it. There sure. might have been a lot more, but it appears like things are getting more rough. Yeah, um, that with ISIS and all that, that things are quickening. Yeah. Yeah. Not only in the aspect of the people. Moving more towards love, but also in people moving uh, towards fear.
0: I think you got something there. I mean, we could say, well, at least we're not in the middle of World War II or you know the purge in, in under Stalin or you know some of these or the Holocaust or some of these horrible things that have happened. But I have heard many people say that there's a sort of a, a magnification of both positive and negative forces in the world. The polarities are Getting amplifying
1: more and more strongly defined. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Maybe the sheep and the goats are being separated or the wheat from the chaff.
1: <laughs> well, well, to me, so looking at that, right, so then when you said, is it getting better? So I, I'm saying that, yes, in a way, my personal experience maybe
2: mm-hmm. is
1: better, but also um, what I recognize as being some pretty rough stuff um, and, and what people are experiencing um, mm-hmm. because people are getting more sensitive with the evolution they're also experiencing the rough stuff a little more acutely, yeah. right?
0: Well, you know, it could be that and to a certain extent uh, the chickens are coming home to roost. I mean, we've been doing so many things that yeah. are unsustainable. Exactly. And uh, and so what can we do about that? Right now, that's
1: what I'd like to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> if that's...
0: Uh, yeah. What would you, do you have something you'd like to say? You want me to ask I you a question about that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. What would what would I suggest? Is that what you're asking me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and
0: we and we can tie it to specific examples. I mean. You,
1: beautiful. Yes. You know. Yes. And so, can I ask you? Do you have an example of something that's happening in the world these days that you've heard of lately that that honestly is disturbing to you?
0: Yeah, I could think of many examples. Like but, what? Uh, but look, for instance, I'm very keenly. Interested in the whole climate change phenomenon, and uh, and you have you know half of the Congress denying that it, in the U.S. Congress denying that it even exists that there is a problem, mm-hmm. and those who grudgingly acknowledge that there's a problem are saying it's well, but it's not man-made; it's sunspots or something, and yet I I you know some even some very somewhat conservative by somewhat conservative estimates, you know we could get a, a four or five six degree uh, rise in in temperature over the next century, and if it's six, it probably means no more human beings on the planet. Um, and going from here to that, if that mm-hmm. were to come to pass, is not going to be a picnic. You know, there's going to be if this migration of Syrians right now uh, is going to just yep. seem like a, pic- a picnic in a positive sense compared to the mass migrations of billions of people if the if the oceans rise several meters or several feet right, right. and and so
1: what the, happens because you say this is yeah. this is an issue that is disturbing to you
0: yeah and i could go on for another 10 so, minutes but where <laughs> is the disturbance
1: in your body energetically as um, you look at climate change and the political action around that
0: i don't know that well maybe i'm blind to it but i don't know that there is a disturbance in my body but maybe there is i mean if if my body is really cosmic and contains the universe, as some people say they experience, then if there's a disturbance in nature, there must be a disturbance in my body.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, so this is, so and if I'm you're not disturbed, tuned so, into it, so, and, well, that's why I asked you to choose something that's disturbing okay. to you. Yeah. What do you feel disturbed by
0: that you'd want to move away from it? not sure that I want to move away from it, but I sort of want to do what I can to avert it. Mm-hmm. There's a verse in, the, in the Yoga yes. Sutras which says uh, it's Heyam duka managatam," which means avert the danger which has not yet come. And okay. I feel that a great danger is coming and I think we have to uh, bring about a shift in world consciousness so that people are more awake to what's right. going on and, and, the and only less thing delusional. Is, see,
1: the only thing with that...
0: I'm doing what I can to serve that.
1: Right, right. So what I was looking for was the aversion part. Mm-hmm. The actual... What part of your... If you watch the news, what do you shake your head at and
0: feel disturbed by? Well, you know, the funny thing is, uh, I, if anything, I'm sometimes disturbed by my lack of disturbance. When, uh, <laughs> well, when you say that. When 9 11 it... happened, for instance, yes. and I sat there and watched the towers fall, it was more like fascination that it was, than it was disturbance. I thought, I'll be done. You know, this is major, and mm-hmm. this is going to have incredible ramifications. And I was just sort of like astounded in a way, but not disturbed. And you know, some people. So, in other
1: words, you don't have anything that disturbs you?
0: Oh, if my wife yells at me or something, that disturbs me. (laughs) Well, that's what I mean by my relationship with my husband, right? That's
1: exactly it. It's like, can I, if I can really say that I'm accepting in your personal relationships, that's right, Uh the place that is going to still have some bits because it's where you're most at home.
0: No, I mean, when, so I, imagine- when I watch stuff happening in the world, and I, I like to watch the news and keep abreast of, of current okay, events can you, and all.
1: Can you remember anything that was disturbing that you saw in the news?
0: Yeah, tons of stuff. I mean, when you see you, you need
1: one, that one. guy who
0: shot the lion in Africa, and you, and okay. you realize, multiply that times thousands of times, because okay, like 30,000 elephants yeah. have been slaughtered so in the last year. So
1: inside is disturbed by this guy shooting the, the lion? If you look right now. If you can sincerely say that that bothers you, where is the energy that's bothered?
0: I don't mean to be uncooperative. Yeah, I know. Um,
1: I know. I'm wondering if this, is, I <laughs> if
0: this is the right angle to go in. Well, just with, with when you're, you know. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like everything that potentially could disturb me, uh, for me, is a call to action, is an impetus to... Right, but infuse more of what I consider to be the solution into the world right, rather than but bemoan where are you the situation coming
1: from, right
0: uh, Where am I coming from?
1: right, because if you're not feeling the disturbance then you're you're bouncing off of it to make a change, try to change something
0: yeah, I mean, so, let's say that you're so a lifeguard were, and you, somebody's drowning right uh, it's like you don't feel disturbed that somebody's drowning you spring into action you run to the right. water That's you responding. get out there you, you That's do the something response, to yeah.
1: yeah yeah so what i'm looking for <laughs> is we need to have a disturbance so we can show how to be with the disturbance
0: <laughs> yeah but, uh, <laughs> but we don't need to be disturbed in order to help
1: well or in if, order to the thing is, is that most people what happens is they get disturbed and they react with the same energy that caused the disturbance in the first place i don't like this i want to change it and if they're not sitting with so this is where i'm saying this is where we can actually be with the energy mm-hmm. uh that gets disturbed uh rather than acting on top of that yeah as a as a reaction so you you're talking about responding uh huh which is uh i am not sure right because i'm I, i'm not you i can't that's why i was looking for a disturbance yeah i'll try to find something that, that so so it's like um an example would be um there's so many different things, but the whole thing is... Well, it's
0: something to take something from your own experience then. Uh, we were kind of talking about global affairs. I mean, it doesn't have to be global, but... Um, I
1: think we're just going to need to talk about it because the thing is I, I know
0: from myself
2: uh-huh.
1: when I get disturbed yeah. by something, if I see it on, on TV where something touches me, uh, then I know to open to what I'm feeling rather than get on a bandwagon. Yeah. So, can
0: you remember something that you saw on t v that disturbed you? I know my wife gets disturbed when Donald Trump comes on. She won't even let me watch him. <laughs> this is interesting. I want to watch the Republican debate. no we're not going to we're not going to spend the next year and a half watching that. <laughs> okay. Well, I think what
1: it is, I think we we'll just talk about it, I guess, because i uh-huh. I'm sort of in the same boat of having learned how to respond rather than react yeah and so. What often happens is people see the news and they, they have some sort of feeling of complaint.
0: Yeah, they throw shoes at the television. Or they, <laughs>
1: they honestly feel disturbed. Yeah. And then they feel helpless because it seems like it's a global issue and there they are just one little person.
0: Yeah. See, I don't feel that.
1: Right. Well, well, they might. I mean, right. that's where some people so, do. Some people might. Right. right. And so, a way that a person who gets disturbed or feels that they don't like what's happening in mm-hmm. the world is to stop when they're in the midst of experiencing not liking it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's the disturbance, right? I don't like this.
2: Mm.
1: And instead of um, signing petitions or whatever, I mean, those things can help, but with, with if the energy hasn't been met, it just gets pushed around and put into the next thing and put into the fight against the bad guys. And here's yeah. the good guys and here's the bad guys. And that doesn't actually, that just shuffles the energy around.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, But people feel better because they feel like they're doing something. Yeah. And so what I'm saying is first, whatever it is that you want to change, instead of attempting to change it, uh, feel the wanting to change it first. Feel where it touches you inside. Feel where it touches something and feel the touch. Breathe, relax open, and feel that. And then after they've... Experienced whatever that is in the interior-looking aspect of mm-hmm. of experiencing life, that actually helps dissipate the energy, or at a minimum will give them some sort of um, learning about themselves that will be a gift. That will be a, a usually my finding is that love will show up even when people are being murdered and yeah. horrible things are happening. The personal experience, if it's explored, will reveal love, and mm-hmm. when that happens. That's the energy transformed.
0: Yeah, that's good advice. I mean, when you think about it, there's so many polarizing issues in society. Abortion, gun control, race issues, gay issues, all kinds of things. Like that lady in Kentucky who refused to issue marriage licenses to gay people and had to go to jail for five days. And you see these people on the news shouting at each other from you know, nose to nose, practically, uh, over... uh, Completely disturbed. Yeah, and and completely, you're totally wrong, I'm totally right. So what you're saying, so kind of elaborate again on what you just said in light of those examples I just gave, you know, instead of of spitting each other's faces and yelling at each other... That's right, so say we were
1: fighting at each other, right, right, then I would say, hold on a moment, can you just stop right now? I just need to feel what's going on right now inside and breathing and relaxing the body open and feeling what's going on inside. Because when a person is in the fight, usually they're contracted because they're moving forward and they're fighting something outside of themselves. And that's what keeps that energy alive.
0: Interesting point. There's a line from a Dylan song. He said, uh, you know, you're right from your side and I'm right from mine. And there's that Buffalo Springfield song, you know, (laughs) people carrying signs mostly say hooray from my side. Yeah. Um, and, uh, And there's some truth in that, you know, because really both are right. You know, if you look at some of these issues, abortion, for instance, yep. and try to put yourself in the other person's shoes, they're right Which from exactly, their side. You know, exactly. they have they have valid concerns and well, issues. And well, whichever side you know you're, what
1: I don't even. It's not even really a case of right or wrong. What right. it is is that everybody's moving from a place of caring and love, right, at some level, somewhere, and then, in some people, that's been distorted by traumatic experiences, and but they're still attempting to figure out their way of doing the right thing, of being the way that they think they should be, and, and, you know, they're still coming from that place. Mm -hmm. Um, If I could be with them personally, I can show any person, no matter what's going on, um, that it's love. Yeah. And then when that person settles down into that, I don't know, there's all sorts of stuff that can happen, Mm -hmm. because then they're in this open receiving place because it's love. It can you can open anybody, just even the word um creates an opening. Mm-hmm. So if a person can meet themselves in the fray of it where they feel disturbed by the news globally, or even like in the masculine and feminine thing, um where there's a lot of violence uh towards women. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, kind rape, of just rape
0: and spousal yeah. abuse, or and even that kind of thing.
1: even slimy stuff. Just you know,
0: Porn. offhand
1: remarks, oh. and you know, uh, and there's a, and, and women can feel that. Yeah. You know, you can go into a a store and see some guy check you up and down, uh-huh. and instantly what happens is the woman will then go ooh, you know, yeah. they'll and they'll close away from the try to protect themselves. But the tricky part with consciousness is. If they're aware that they're being slimy mm-hmm. it's in it's already the information's already in the body yeah and what appears here as a body in the mm-hmm. energetics of being a human being yeah so when that sliminess has happened to close to it is basically locking the energy in and then when that energy is locked in more sliminess because it magnetizes whatever it is inside outside
0: So, what you're suggesting, I think, is that the more we can can become sensitized to what's going on inside of us...
1: Well, if we recognize that it's already occurred, stopping and protecting, closing to something isn't going to work. Because if you have perceived it to have happened, it's in. So, in that example of uh, a guy being, however that is...
0: Checking you out. yeah, Yeah.
1: To know that you've already received that energy, and to then let it fall through the system, almost like you're the particles mm. that uh, that that you are, right? That just to relax, open, and let their energy fit, complete its root through you. Hmm. And then, it's a funny thing, in the moment, often the sliminess stops completely. Yeah. Because part of that, that creates that whole man-woman thing like that, is because the protection comes up, and then that gives them something to bounce against as well
0: yeah i want to make sure that people can understand what you're saying and to the point where they could actually do it yes because it's a little abstract Um, oh okay i I have this friend who um she said she's all of her life she's or most of her life she's been so sensitive that she's she can hear people's thoughts and stuff Mm -hmm. and when she was in college you know she be walking across campus and and could really pick up on what all these guys were thinking as they were watching her walk and she kind of resorted to wearing very baggy unfeminine clothing so as to just make herself more inconspicuous to them so perhaps using that as an example the burka, right? yeah that kind of thing <laughs> yeah. right exactly, That's exactly what she it's she burkered herself to, <laughs> yeah try to bring this a little bit more concretely so that people listening can actually apply it in their lives otherwise okay, it might just so be some words they hear that they will forget how to do
1: but you understand the part uh, that part's clear
0: about
2: uh well you said perception. about letting
0: it pass through you right uh, as opposed to what let's say you walk into a store and you pick up some guy checking you out and you could get all incensed and and um, yeah you defensive basically or,
1: your system will say no yeah and it's recognizing your system saying no because that's going to happen and then seeing, it's, it's quite a vulnerable thing to do, mm-hmm. to see if you can relax your body open. And then that re- lets the energy, you're no longer holding so the energy can fall in the openness.
0: Would part of it just being, rather than reacting to the guy one way or the other, just ignore him?
1: Ignoring too. Because yeah. you're not ignoring. You're, the information's already in the energetic system of a human being that you are. right? If perception has happened, it's already in. Because perception... It's not an inside or because everything's being experienced here. Mm-hmm. Consciousness is experiencing itself uh, here, right? It's a different, little bit different than that here, even though there's no separation.
0: Yeah, but you know that things come in all the time and we can either hang on to them or not. Uh, maybe, and maybe that's what you mean about letting it pass through. Like there's this Vedic sort of analogy about, you know, making a line in stone or making a line in sand or making a line in water or making a line in air. In every case, a line is made, but the different media that you're making it in hold it to greater or lesser degrees of time. So the air, of course, deep line is made, but it's gone as soon as it's made. Whereas stone, you etch it, it's there for years. So, you know, somebody might be looked at in a store and still be thinking about it a month later. You know, that stupid guy in the store, and I'm going to keep dressing this way because I don't want people to look at me. And somebody else, it might be gone the instant it happens.
1: Right, it, it might not even disturb the next person they might not even notice right
0: that's what right? I mean about, but it, it may just... not
1: be about sensitivities. it just might be that they don't have that energy that needs to be jostled right so, so out of all the people, it usually happens when somebody does have something that they that consciousness wants to be conscious of, mm-hmm. so if consciousness is walking around as this woman or as this man, right, usually there's something that if that energy goes in and you, They've marked it in rock, like you say, and yeah. it like totally. Two months later, they're still, still disturbed by that. They're it. still that means the energy's inside. Uh-huh. That dwelling is the energy. Yeah, and so we can have that happen again and again and again,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or we can say, "Hey, consciousness is attempting to get our attention with this."
2: Yeah,
1: what what is this really about? Because this whole attention thing and the the slimy attitude or whatever is is not what it's really about that's just what's there to disturb the energy so we can find it Mm. and then once we find it once we recognize that we've said no to something and we've contracted then if you can feel that you've said no or contracted or you're trying to protect it or you're trying to get away or ignore Mm -hmm. to relax open to ignoring happening relaxing the body open, relaxing the energy field. However somebody can relax, if somebody can contract their body and just tighten, like right now, if you tighten your body, mm-hmm. then you know how to relax it. Right. So it's that still, that's that kind of action, uh, to relax open, or like I said earlier, in if we were having a fight, to stop and relax open and feel what the root inside, what's going on in the uh, interior, because if it's happening at all on the outside, there, there's going to be some sort of energy inside and it might be different it might not look like the sliminess or, and it might look like something that somewhere the woman picked up that somebody said they're slimy and they have felt themselves to be slimy ever since mm-hmm. at some level and so sliminess keeps happening on the outside until they accept and feel into and open and see what that's about what it opens and it's always a gift mm-hmm. the present and it Always points to some sweet bit hmm. that that the person gets to know themselves.
0: Now we're talking about a fairly minor situation where some guy looks at you in a store, but obviously there are much more intense situations that people encounter. You know, spousal abuse, or you know, a, a, a boss at work who is really abusive and and nasty and you know, critical, or I don't know, all kinds of rough stuff that that people encounter in life. So. Um, with those sort of things, it, it might be more in the category of easier said than done. Than
1: well, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from, from personal experience of having had violent uh, action taken
2: mm-hmm. against
1: myself, or really it's against the perpetrator himself yeah. when you understand what's really happening. Yeah. But that was my question to myself over time. If it's all love, how could this be love? Right. How could being raped be love?
0: Mm-hmm. You were raped? Yeah. Wow. I don't know if you told me that before. No,
1: no, I hadn't. I hadn't yeah. really... I'm, I'm just starting to write about it now as the understanding yeah. of how come. How do I know what I'm talking about.
0: Right. So now you're talking about something that happened years ago, and, and you're looking at it from a much more broad and detached perspective than you were when it was happening. And so, um, you know, the way you were talking a minute ago about the guy in the store... You were t- describing a way of reacting to it or dealing with it as it was happening, but how would you, how, not, you know, Paris the thought, how would you, you deal with actually being raped uh, as it was happening or something of of that intensity and heart and horror? Uh, is there anything? Of-
1: well, I, 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 we were carjacked by uh, people uh-huh. with who had two semi-automatics and like you know guns pointing at us and uh-huh. threatening us with them. To steal our car. Yeah. And we were stopped at gunpoint and forced out of our car. Uh-huh. Um, that's fairly...
0: That's pretty intense.
1: Right. And, and people might consider that violent. And I mean, this was not that long ago. 2012.
0: So three years. Yeah. And you were raped then. No. No, no, no. <laughs> no Years ago.
1: <laughs> no, no. Uh, thank you. Thankfully, no, I was okay. not. Um,
0: I'm glad I asked that because yeah. people might have jumped to that conclusion just now. <laughs> right. No, yeah. no,
1: no. When I was raped, I was seven years old oh and again when uh i was 18 Uh and again as i know and you probably know this people have experienced much worse happenings uh more ongoingly than that shelly
0: ray whom i interviewed a few months ago was raped by her father from the age of nine to 14 right and uh, uh i mean it's weird that we're dwelling on this stuff but you know, this well,
1: it's not weird, because this is the balance and the harmony that consciousness is attempting to come to. Yeah. How are we going to be with these violent... Instead of trying to stop perpetrators from doing such things, the mm-hmm. energy needs to be dissipated.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and perpetrators need to be stopped, but...
1: Well, perpetrators will stop as the energy is
0: dissipated. Whoa, so, I mean, that might sound like you're saying that the rape is the fault of the victim. No.
1: Once it's happened,
0: like you've changed, if you change your energy, you're not gonna. The perpetrator won't be motivated to.
1: Well, there's that part too. That's the natural happening when the energy comes into harmony within. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, once such things have happened, how do we become harmonious with ourselves? And the side effect of that is the dissipation of a perpetrator. Mm. So, so. It's not to say that it didn't happen, um, but on a bigger picture scale, how come we're finding out more about this now is because we're able to actually be with it more now mm. at a deeper level and find our way with this to bring harmony to it. But it, it isn't about...
0: Um, are, you speak, are you using the we in the collective sense now, or the, how we are finding out more about this? Now? You mean as a society? Yes,
1: as, as a human species. Uh-huh. Um, have become much more able and aware of what's going on yeah. uh, in a much more real sense, and many more people are waking up. And mm. in that awakeness, uh, the the reality of what's happening here is much more clear.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Ho- hopefully this will relate directly what we've been saying, but one thing I've been noticing uh, over the last couple of years as the news unfolds is that tragic events happen they become catalysts for social change. You know, like the guy getting shot in Ferguson, Missouri, and then that brought up the whole Black Lives Matter thing, and some progress is made, yeah. you know. Um, or, I don't know, we could probably think of other examples. But
1: well, well, in the energetics, you see, I see it as energetics. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's bigger energetics, and there's smaller ones. With the Ferguson stuff, it's a, it's, it's a pressure that's been there for some time, yeah. and it needed to erupt, right. just like a volcano. So the same thing happens. And the
0: guy becomes almost like a sacrificial lamb. He, he gets shot, but then this big social change happens, and then things are never quite the same after they're, they're, they've improved.
1: Right. Or there's yeah. an invitation that improvement can happen. Right. You know, and if it's if it's taken, if the invitation is taken. Hmm. In all of this stuff, it's, that's, that's why it's happening, is because harmony is wanting to find itself. Yeah. And so can we go along with that and... and in the recognition of love, that helps us. To it helps me for sure. In exploring uh, the upheaval happenings in my own life,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and what looked like violence and was violent uh, in the happenings, certainly both times, violent, and the repercussions that came and, and changed me. And yet, you know, how can I find the love of it? And part of that is in in my embracing and learning. How to bring harmony to myself as harmony is being invited because it's not an all-at-once thing. It's a long-time thing to reveal it, have it revealed to myself.
0: Sure, it's none of this stuff is is an overnight. You know? No, it's a but it's with the sensitivities
1: that, yeah. and the seeing of it as energy and seeing it as love. Now I can really support other people. Yeah, yeah. and so there's the love of it. I mean. The invitation to me personally was, can I find the love? Mm. Can I really unearth the love of this? Is it all love or not? And in my heart, I knew it had to be, so I was wanting to find my way with that.
0: That's an interesting point that you bring up, which is that um, there are so many people I know who are serving in some sort of teaching capacity now, who, who are kind of equipped with abilities that they wouldn't have had had they not gone through certain difficult things. It's almost like they had to go through those things to, be, to eventually end up as someone who could help others go through similar things, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I think that's harmony attempting to happen. Yeah. That's how, it, how it's doing its thing. Mm. <laughs> and so I, I don't say that children or, or people, men or women, uh, because, you know, it's happening to boys and, and men too, all sorts of violent sure. happenings. yeah. So, it's not just women, it's humans. Yeah. And, um.
0: Oh, I mean, look at. There's so many examples. I mean, there's so many. Look at these kids that are getting pressed into being soldiers at the age of 12 in Africa. Exactly.
1: uh, I was thinking of the military myself as well. That just even the whole mentality of being trained to kill people is something in and of itself. But that's not part of my experience. So, all of these happenings have been a support to who I am today. So, I can see that. I can't take them out of my life. I can't say, I wish it hadn't happened. Yeah. Because the incredible exposure of of compassion is real. Because in the revealing of what happened, the natural response is incredible uh, compassion for the little girl. The little girl that
0: you were? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Or, yeah, M, I don't know, you know. (laughs) (laughs) She's here when she's here, you know, and everybody knows that. It's... It's beautiful, it's falling in with self, falling in love. That's the real action. And then as that happens, as a balance in the human system and more harmony happens, this is the harmlessness that Buddha spoke of. Mm -hmm. Without having energy caught and held inside, when that goes on, it's, it's harmless because there's no energy to it. Mm. Whereas if there's anger and pent up rage and uh, us and them and all that.
0: Then it gets held.
1: It's, it's got some power.
0: That's an important thing. There's a principle in physics called the Meissner effect. When something becomes sort of a super cooled to the point of near absolute zero, I think, I think this is the way it works. Uh, Maybe getting my principles mixed up. But anyway, this, this sort of macroscopic quantum coherence takes place. And the uh, the thing becomes impervious to incoherent influences. They just sort of pass right through it. Uh, whereas something that's in a more chaotic state, you know, holds those in, those those incoherence yeah. in, in, incoherent things. And pardon me if I've slaughtered that prin- principle from physics. It was like forty years ago <laughs> that, Sounded I, good to that me. I was studying that. But uh, <laughs> what the, the principle is that we can establish an internal state of. Coherence, or sort of a sort of a superfluidity of consciousness, which and um, untangled, yeah, untangled, which makes us sort of like um, impervious to incoherent influence.
1: There's oneness that's here. Self is moving as one bit. And there's nothing that we know that, right? Mm-hmm. You can see it when you drop a pebble in, in water, and the ripple effect. Well, just going like that is the same thing. There's a ripple effect to that. Sure. We just don't see it quite as obviously as we do with water. Mm-hmm. But it's the same.
0: Oh, yeah. Everything influences everything, right? Everything influences everything. Yeah. And so I so slowed s- the rotation of the earth down by doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I could add some jokes.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, right? Um, certainly, you know, are we going to tilt more this way or more that way? Um, we could have fun with it, but but mostly... That interior, exterior. What happens on the outside is a reflection of the inside. If it's disturbing, if it's not disturbing, like you saw nine eleven happen, yeah. uh, it wasn't a disturbance. It's none of your business, right? So it's where you're called is where you're disturbed.
0: Well, it, it, it is my business in the sense that I feel that I can have an influence on the world through my right, uh, through what I do and thereby contribute positively to avert situations like that. Right. And, you know, and so on. I feel like we all exert an influence continuously and that anything that happens in the world is just sort of a uh, an outcropping of the collective influence that we've all generated. Uh, just like if you have a boil on your skin or something, it's just, there's some something in the blood that's impure that's cropping up here as a boil or there as a wart or, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but we'll, it also
1: might be that somebody's got an aversion to warts and they need to be...
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. But all these, be. Are, all these world events are just sort of symptomatic of elements in collective consciousness that we, have all, right. that we all contribute to constantly. And uh, they just sort of crop up here and there. Um, when,
1: right. As an like, invitation for harmony. Yeah. I mean, consciousness is all of it, right? Even the people right. who aren't conscious of being consciousness, they, 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 it's not that they're less part of consciousness. Right. Right? There, there isn't a less or a more uh, at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but as consciousness gets to know itself, uh, then there's a strength in that.
0: Yeah. So when I say that I f- you know, wasn't disturbed by 9-11, and I feel like I can make it... Yeah.
1: No, no, I, I, I didn't mean... The, uh-huh. Just from the way that you... Sh- you saw it and you felt but you didn't feel it didn't create uh, havoc is what I mean
0: right I feel like okay well there's a very significant uh, symptom of some uh, some uh, underlying um, disharmony in collective consciousness you know Mm -hmm. and uh, if anything it would inspire me to redouble my efforts to be a positive contributor to collective consciousness
1: and that's what happened with me with Columbine because I
0: right same i I, did. I
1: i i up until that point, I had been kind of avoiding the news right, and then I ended up in San francisco at and a friend let me stay at her mother's mm-hmm. apartment, and there on the table, sort of bold face right out front was the Times magazine with columbine mm-hmm. and I knew when I saw it that i it was meant it kind of shouted at me pretty much yeah, <laughs> and I didn't want to, but i I let myself be exposed to the actual information of what happened and, and felt connected
2: mm-hmm.
1: to that and to the families, yeah. all the kids, the kids that, that shot, the kids and the kids that were shot right. and their families, mm-hmm. you know, all of that in the school and the, the shock of it, feeling into the energetics of the whole thing. And then I was looking at, well, why? What, what, what does consciousness want to know, have me know about this? Yeah. What, what good is that? then i saw it made me more sure more courageous and more determined to be of service Mm -hmm. to bringing harmony to supporting harmony bringing harmony within myself but it it made me that much more clear that much more defined that we're
0: kind of saying the same thing thing here exactly you know that these external events rather than disturbing us inspire us to be more be more effective be a greater contributor right
1: the only part that I, I like to add to that because it sounds like a rule then right that no, okay well I'm natural not natural inclination right it's, it's got to be a truthful non-disturbance and it's not to say that you're not supposed to be disturbed either. right if you're disturbed you're disturbed if you're disturbed it's just <laughs> consciousness being disturbed yeah and we get to open to it or you can close it I mean the habit or even the I don't even know if it's an addiction or a habit or, because most people are saying no yeah. to what's going on it's saying no to what is in a way but the, even the no is beautiful because it yeah. marks that something has happened because yeah. then we, if we've said no that's where we can feel no happening so that we can open to it in, in our own time as we're comfortable with ourselves to have a space to feel into okay what just really happened there
0: Yeah. I wouldn't judge anybody who is disturbed by, by things like that I'm not saying that you know the way so I people react don't is, take it as a rule. Yeah, what I'm... I remember. Um, well, I remember hearing about Rosie O'Donnell's reaction to Columbine. She sat in the bathtub and cried all night. You know, and I thought that was very touching. You know, it's not the way I would react. And, th- and sometimes I wish I could react more like that to things. You know, sometimes it'd be it would feel good to just cry. But it's you know the way I'm wired. It just doesn't work that way as far as you know uh, so as far, far as I know so far right <laughs> I could end up becoming a total blubbering fool day now <laughs> and I have friends actually who've done that they've undergone some big shift in consciousness and they can't go to movies anymore because they make a scene in the theater you know, crying and
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> so. right well because the tears want to be right that's sadness or grief finding its own way to harmony yeah it can only be held for so long and you know how many people have been told you know don't cry sure Right. As yeah. soon as a little kid's crying, like, everybody will run to the kid saying, oh, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Yeah, I'll give you a and candy. And it's like, yeah, have mm-hmm. some of this. And they or, try to stop.
0: Or stop that. crying, I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> Both. Right. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And, and so that's commonplace. And, and it's, it's an undoing of that and going, OK, sadness is here. Yes to this sadness. Mm. Yes. Oh, let it take me. Yeah. Let it take me all the way as far as it can take me.
0: What do we got here? we got a few little notes of things we were going to talk about. What haven't we talked okay. about here? Well,
1: we talked about global issues. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: responsibility. People want to help, they feel well, helpless, disempowered. Yeah.
1: yeah, responsibility is, is mm-hmm. also, we sort of touched on it in the examples. Like it's a big thing that people take on responsibilities of their kids and their job, and they feel overloaded mm. with responsibilities, all these so much pressure, pressure that they think they're responsible for when really they are just a movement of energy, and they're responsible for the system that they are to feed and clothe that, and it's only in the moment there's no longevity to the moment, right? In this moment, uh, okay, I need to have shelter. Mm-hmm. So, I need to pay for that shelter, so the responsibility would be to look around to see okay, well, how can that need be met? You know, look for possibilities and what wants to happen in the moment, and uh to provide for yourself, right? The tricky part is is that people then hold on to responsibilities, responsible for their partner, responsible for their children in a in a way you you are, but not as a controlling. Of their happiness, that people feel like, and it's genuine, people want their kids to be happy. But it's not up to them to make their kids happy. Their kids, they can support their kids to find happiness. So it's like just looking at the word responsibility and looking at, okay, what is there in this moment to respond to? And that's an easier way to be with responsibility. In each moment, how will I respond right now? And how will I respond right now? It's an in-the-moment happening rather than anything that, that goes beyond the moment.
0: Yeah, I think I know what you mean. And it kind of reminds me of the alcoholic's um, oath or whatever it is where they say, you know, the, the ability to change things I can change, you know, accept the things I can't change and the wisdom to know the difference. Right. You know, there's, there's certain things for, for which we have, over which we have jurisdiction or appear to have. Yeah. And, and, you know, there are many other things... Over which we don't and uh, many people muddle up the, the lines between those and get yeah. themselves all stressed out trying to control things that are, should really be allowed to run their own course is that yeah. what you're saying?
1: well to to be able to respond yeah. is resp- being responsible to respond to the moment rather than taking something on as a job like uh, and, and making it a, a something that I'm responsible for
2: yeah
0: I think another nice thing about that word responsibility is that it implies that our ability to respond can be um, augmented and and enhanced and improved. Uh, (laughs) Absolutely. You know, so it's. uh,
1: Well, it's that the global issues, right? Yeah. To be responsible would be to see how you respond in Mm -hmm. the moment to whatever it is that's happening. Able to respond. Response able.
0: Yeah. And regarding global issues, there's a, you know the, there's a sort of a certain pace of, of life and of change that seems to be accelerating more and more. So we have to be sort of fit to, to deal with the increasing intensity and, and pace that the world is, seems to be undergoing. Um, I mean, if you have a, a donkey and it can barely carry a load, you have two options, strengthen the donkey or lighten the load. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we may not have the option of slowing down the world, uh and you know, there's just so much going on but if we
1: right, but if the responsibility yeah if we what, can... what often people do is they think about where the donkey's going and where they have to get to mm-hmm. instead of taking care of the donkey right and so that's that's it just taking care of where you are is the responsibility mm-hmm. and you only have this moment
0: yeah. there is
1: no other moment than this one so it's it's quite vital in the mix of what Appears as life.
0: saying a lot of good things. I see very often people fretting and fuming about stuff. They're not accomplishing anything by doing that because it's not now. What if this happens? What if that happens? Mm-hmm. Oh, she said that, and he said that, and yada 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 yada. Mm-hmm. And it's like they're not having any influence on any of that stuff. It's completely outside the realm of their control or or influence. Well, the
1: only thing that's happening energetically is that they're staying at a surface level because. Possibly it's just uncomfortable to be where they are. Yeah. So it's it's to, to go, oh, especially complaint. I'm complaining in some way. Well, if they only did this, if they only did that, and da- 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 like right. that, and again, okay, wait a moment, wait a moment, wait a moment. What's happening right here? Yeah. Right? Because it's the horizontal living, you know, they did this, they're going to do that.
0: So if someone to- uh, who's close to you we don't want to pick on Steve anymore, but if someone who's close to you is doing that sort of thing, have you found that you're able to bring them into this and get them out of that, or do you have to just let them do their thing? They and... are not
1: my responsibility. <laughs> They're not. Yeah. But I if can someone invite.
0: close to you, yeah, how how would you invite them to sort of I hey, chill? You know, let's be right? what's going on.
1: Feel where you're sitting. Yeah. Feel the pressure of your body being held by the chair. Yeah.
0: If they want to hear that, otherwise they might just if get mad If they're not available and they, they
1: need to be in the swing of the drama, Let them blow off steam, yeah. then, <laughs> then that's the way it is. I, I give it a go and yeah. invite, but uh, sometimes it's not heard as supportive. Because, think you know, know you just if set somebody's the,
0: irritated. Set too. the example, you know, if you're not doing it yourself and, and they... The
1: thing is, I don't even need to say anything a right. lot of times because I can see what's going on and it doesn't bother me. Yeah. And... And, and it's getting so light in people around me that it's not really bothering them either.
0: <laughs> what do you mean by that? That's getting well, so light in people around you.
1: Well, I'm speaking of Steve, too, oh. that, that uh, when he gets into a kerfuffle...
0: He doesn't do it much.
1: Anyway. It, it's just not as heavy or dense as it used to be. Yeah, yeah. He used to believe in it more. Right. And I would say that that's happening less Yeah. Uh, as he's um, settled more deeply into himself mm-hmm. over time. Um, and that's his own doing, not to do with me. Sure, so I can only support people to if they're available to that, not I don't get them to do anything, yeah, just to you know clarify the language a little
0: It's funny in this particular conversation, we keep going back to societal events, but you know again, there are so many examples where people are so riled up you know and and starting to riot in the streets and and so on over something, and various community leaders and and so on try to get people to to just settle down and, and be more communicative and be more tuned into themselves rather than focused on the the, the apparent problem. enemy yeah. or problem yeah and all, and all. it's like that macrocosmic level of it is is mirrored in our right. in the microcosm and, of our personal lives
1: and that's what that first thing was. people want to help they feel helpless yeah and so when they feel that someone has power over them Uh, the government or when something's unfair Mm -hmm. they feel helpless and nobody likes to feel helpless and so they fight and they're fighting their own helplessness instead of and it's not to be helpless is quite different than to feel what does helplessness feel like and most people are avoiding that so more helpless happens more you know so consciousness keeps riling this up until people are getting that oh wait a moment what if i felt helpless what if i really saw and felt how helpless i am here because we're not even really who's having the thoughts Mm. they just come in something's perceiving it and we imagine it's us but they came out of nowhere We came out, you know, like we didn't plan our nose or
0: eyeballs or. (laughs) I certainly didn't. No,
1: (laughs) I mean, some people say that maybe we did, you know, that it's something. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know. It's all karma. I'm all surprised when I see, you know, like even earlier before when we were getting to this interview, Uh you know, there's definitely been a noticing as I've been a woman in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, what is that about? I don't know, but there's nothing sure about anything. But there's a mark. Difference I've seen in what it appears that a man and his appearance, and a woman and how she's supposed to be with
0: her. Appearance. Oh, I see. And As we were sitting down here on the couch, and you were worrying about which side you want to show to the camera, and that kind it. of thing. I not was, worrying. I was
1: including can, aware that, of it that it's okay. Yeah, for me to flirt around with this, it's okay. You know, like to wear a sure. glittery thing. Why not? And well, why not, right? Because yeah. it's just. What's been given to me. Yeah. And uh, so I've learned to kind of have fun with that and be with myself as a woman. And, and it, it, in a way, partly because I don't know how many... It seems like sometimes that I've been more often a man than a woman. In, in past in lives. past lives. Could be. I know. But, yeah. you know, they, I don't hold on to anything. It's just information yeah. comes if it's supportive and it looks like past life information.
0: Sure. Well, according to Buddhist traditions, you know, we've we've been... I think it was the, the Buddha who said that we've had so many lives that if you took all the bones from all those bodies, they would be higher than the Himalayas. You know, mm-hmm. and piled them up. So we've done everything. You know, we've been murdered. We've been murderers. We've been, you know, raped. We've been rapists. We've been right. this, that, and on opposite sides of just about every experience you can imagine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so that's where, like, I I don't really look at that that much. I just look at okay, if the whole thing is love playing itself out. Mm-hmm. If consciousness is getting to know itself in this action or getting to love itself, whatever doesn't look like that, doesn't look like love directly or feel like love, it's an invitation. And then that exploration in curiosity, not in, okay, prove it to me how this is love. Um, Although people have come to satsang and and said, oh, what do you mean? You can't say, you know, tell me how this is love. And, And...
0: Pointing out some horrible thing or something and saying how every how time that is I've been
1: able to the person tell me
0: how Auschwitz was loved that kind of objection you mean
1: um,
2: or,
0: or, well
1: i can I can support them, yeah, whatever feels wrong um, to that particular person i've been able to support them to see the love of it yeah not as as if the action of somebody being strangled is a loving action
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's more once something has happened. Because it, it, people tend to generalize and say, this is bad and this is
2: good. Mm-hmm.
1: And what I like to say is, is it disturbing, is it not disturbing? If it's not disturbing, it's nothing to do with you. Mm. If it is, here's consciousness looking for harmony.
0: So you're saying that anything which disturbs us is an invitation to...
1: To find the love of it.
0: To find the love of it.
1: Yes. And inwardly, right? Because it's... What it'll be, it's, I mean, we've heard the ocean, the depth of the ocean and the waves on the ocean, that analogy. But whatever is the disturbing, it's actually like a storm on the surface of the water. But the deep's is there. Right. But usually people are more entertained by the waves going mm. on and the fray of it because they feel like they exist when that happens. There's something having a hard time, and so that really accentuates existence itself.
0: Interesting point. Yeah, I've often felt that, that there's. The ego wants to sort of maintain its integrity, its identity. It's
1: as if it was here. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and, and controversy helps it do that. I, I've started a number of internet chat groups over the years, and uh, one in particular which has hundreds of thousands of messages on it posted to it. And so many of those messages are just people sniping at each other, you know, just battling. And I, I look at that and, and I think, you know, they're just aggrandizing their egos. They're just trying to sort of fortify... You know their their egos, and and that's why that's why people do like that. And and if they could just relax and appreciate the other person, the ego kind of loses its fortification, its its rigidity, its its shell-like nature, and dissolves into a sort of a greater oneness. Are we going off on a tangent here? Or is that kind of the point you were just making? Well,
1: partly I've been. Responding to the word ego <laughs> is as you talk because I don't actually yeah. like to use that word because there really isn't the, one, right? There's a play of energy in the moment, right? And in that, I mean, yes,
0: there's. But there appears to be one when you when you fortify it through creating strife, an existence and so I, of I. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. So I would agree with you. I, yeah,
1: I, I would call it. I'm not saying it has
0: any ultimate reality to it, right. but
1: it's just that the ego. I don't like to fortify the existence of something called an ego by saying it's real right so i like to
2: yeah. dissipate
1: that and say in some moments there's a fortification as if there's an eye by creating a disturbance of the experience so
0: it can feel like like it's alive
1: yeah compared to feeling nothing
0: which is the scary part of waking up right? uh-huh no, I think that concurs with what I just said about the chakra. It does. It does. Know, it, it does. It does in its own like, like, way. It's just the only Yeah, only they're just sort of like, hyping like, up a false thing. Yeah. You know, trying to whip it into existence and keep it in existence. Using words and thoughts to fortify it. Yeah, to fortify, so, so fortify yeah. it. Yeah. And, and, and it, there's a kind of a scariness to allowing it to just sort of dissipate or, or dissolve and back to its source in which it is found never to... are more comfortable with the to, hardness. Yeah. With
1: the fray or... Right. or, or, or you know <laughs> the, the the fight of of that that there's there's something that that they're comfortable with. It's like it's like people who eat meat. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're more comfortable with how long it takes for meat to digest through the system. <laughs> and and when they let go of that, they miss that because that's what they've learned to be in their comfort zone.
0: Well, that's a whole other topic. It is a whole other topic, um, but there it was a great example. Yeah, <laughs> from I mean, my
1: own experience of having eaten meat mm-hmm. and then not eating meat, that there's a definite difference in digestion. Sure. I felt quite different and it was new and unknown and different than how I used to feel.
0: Yeah and there are whole books written about how human beings aren't designed to eat meat and so on and so forth and I have friends who say they you know feel much better when they started eating meat again that they need it as northern Europeans were genetically Mm -hmm. constructed over many generations to have a a certain diet and we can't change abruptly and so on and so forth but that's a whole Another ball of wax. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And I don't actually have a position on it because I don't know.
1: No, I only know from my own self that yeah. there was a difference. And often people have said that when they uh, eat vegetarian meals, that that's what they miss. Right. They don't feel full for as long. Sure. And it's just that's a good thing.
0: They're like, Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> really, it, that's a good thing. And there's been quite a bit of information on that. Um, Anyway, I felt I felt, felt so much better and so much more light and mm. flowing and able and more energy, stronger, everything, that uh, there was no question.
0: There's a saying in the yogic literature that you should always feel a little bit hungry after every meal. You mm-hmm. know, you should never eat to satiation. In Christianity, too. In, in the it?
1: Catholic, it was uh, to sin to eat when, if you're not hungry.
0: Yeah, and also to, to totally satiate yourself 100% or 150% right. or something like that. Yeah. That uh, there are very good physiological reasons for not doing that, yeah. and spiritual reasons in terms of if you're really keen on spiritual right. evolution. Yeah, yeah.
1: no, de- definitely. Uh, people have asked sometimes about um, whether to serve cookies and tea and stuff at satsang they're hosting mm-hmm. satsang with Kanella, and um, tea. I, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I do have a little thing for chocolate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, people have come to know that oh, but it's not the best. It's not the best thing for meditation. <laughs> it's it's different, it's shall so, we say. Yeah. But it is nice to um, especially if people are more used to yeah. um, eating a lot and chatting with the eating and mm-hmm. you know, there's a whole sort of mechanism to that that we can with just tea it doesn't happen quite so strongly.
0: <laughs> I've seen people though, spiritual people pamper themselves to the point of neurosis, you know, where they, they just become so fussy about what they put in their bodies that they can't put anything in them anymore. Um, you know, so you can you have to find a happy medium with uh, all right. the, these issues.
1: That's, too, for myself, too. Uh, we are in a pretty rural area here, yeah. fairly kind of secluded in some ways, but then I travel out and and, you know, I'm on flights and all sorts of stuff that isn't the easiest but if, if I'm, I'm here to be human I'm not here to be just a light body right uh, and and uh,
0: breatharian or something yeah uh,
1: although I did do the no eating process fasting um, the no eating
2: process
0: what is that
1: that's no eating <laughs> or, or
0: drinking, <laughs> that's the breathinarian
1: drinking I still drank some fluids yeah but and, how and long I didn't did you do that for long enough to know that I didn't need to eat and long enough to well, how wonder long? a month it was quite a long time ago seven weeks, it was all tied up with all sorts of other stuff.
0: Uh-huh. So you're But enough
1: lying. that I knew that I didn't need to eat. I was checking it out for myself. How much
0: weight did you lose?
1: Uh, a lot. And how, how much but, would you have lost if you'd done I, it for lost, a year I instead I of seven weeks? I lost some weight, but yet I didn't look... I, I think my body quite liked it. Hmm. My whole body got a little softer. But I was wondering whether or not, well, is this what I'm here for then, to be a breatharian or to be a... Mm. I didn't call it a breatharian because that, that term came after. I didn't yeah. know that there was such a group um but i um thankfully I, I returned and was with my children and with them you know i would just eat by feel you mm-hmm. know but i wasn't eating very much but then i started eating with them because mm-hmm. they still wanted to eat and weren't going through whatever i support them to source yeah. what's right for them from themselves right not what i'm doing
0: I went through a whole phase of experimentation along those lines too, you know, fruit diets and fasting and and all that stuff. Great learning. Yeah, it was an interesting phase. I wouldn't want to live my life that way in general.
1: Thankfully, too much fixation on that. I was thankful that I wasn't like, you know, one of those. That wasn't going to be whatever it was my play here on earth is (laughs) about.
0: Ultimately, uh, I don't think it's a path to liberation. Well, for some it might be, might, know, be. It might be, that but it can also uh, become an obsession and and a, a distraction and a, another you know, rule, another position. Right. Yes,
1: yes. So I wanted to, to speak a little bit about uh, the science and non-duality
2: mm-hmm. conference, conference,
1: right, in mm-hmm. um, relation to uh, my own. It's not my own, so race that. <laughs> but when this whole uh, consciousness realized its own self. Mm-hmm here with with myself, um, the first thing that occurred to me was, why doesn't everybody get together?
0: I have a conference.
1: Well, I didn't or see a conference. I just thought, so. why doesn't everybody who's in the awakened state get together? Mm-hmm. Because the vibration, to me, it was so clear that the vibration would just change everything. Yeah. So I'm really, really happy about sand and uh, being involved in that this mm-hmm. year because it's important. It's yeah. important to uh, humanity to uh, be in such a high vibration happening.
0: Occurrence. It is. And um, if, what she's referring to, in case you're not aware, is there's this conference in San Jose every year uh, around late October called the Science and Non-Duality Conference, which if you search on Google you'll find it. And I've been going for years. and. Um, it's it's getting better and better. Um, this year, I think that there's over a thousand people that have signed up for it so far. Dozens and dozens of very interesting speakers. And that's um, just, for me anyway, it's just yeah. great fun. Yeah. And, and
1: Rick is speaking there, and I'm speaking yeah, there we're too. Both so speaking. we're both speaking.
0: If you look on Batgap on the upcoming interviews page, you'll see a whole bunch of interviews and forum moderations and stuff that I'll be doing at the conference. So. Be putting that up in that gap, but you know, if, if anybody can make it to the conference, I always like to encourage them, uh, yeah. and the conference organizers like me to encourage them. <laughs> well, yes, yes, uh, and
1: that. that uh, but it's also an invitation to be in such a high. Yes, yeah, lovely to be in such a gathering. Uh, yeah, the vicinity to actually be there in person—it's quite strong. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the option to. It's going to be online. Uh, some of the live. things
0: are some of the main things will be streamed right. online. Yeah, yeah, some of the
1: main st- things will be streamed. Yeah, I thought. Quite a bit of it, I mean, because I'm, I'm not a big speaker. but are you going to be streamed? The information that got sent out huh. seemed to say that I could let people know that uh, on 2.30, when I'm speaking well, on the Friday.
0: Be. I'm not totally sure. That, I, uh,
1: that it could be streamed yeah. and to invite people.
0: I know in the past, you see, like, our presentations are going to be happening simultaneously with two or three or four other That's things right. in other rooms. Yeah, right, and right. I wasn't entirely clear that they're going to be streaming all these things, but I don't, we'll see.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah.
0: That. In any case, you can tape it. You can bring your own video camera if you want. If I, I think they'll... And, and then we'll see. We'll talk about that. Right, right.
1: Um, but I, I think that there is a, a option for people who can't make it, is the point.
0: To watch some of the to stuff online. To watch some of the
1: stuff online True. for a small donation, I think. Is,
0: yeah, it's, it's very reasonable. Yeah. Um, anyway, so there's, there's
1: that. ways to include yourself in that vibration and even to tune in where you are because if neither of those are available, the, um, you're not separate from what's happening. Right. and uh, can choose to open to
0: that from wherever you are. You know, uh, today's the 24th, isn't it? So yesterday was supposed to be this big kind of shift in world consciousness or something. Did you hear about that? Uh, some x-ray, I forget what it is. I, I, I listened to this whole thing on the Internet, and a lot of these new-age spiritual-type people are talking about this big shift. It was getting almost as much hoopla as as uh you know december 21st 2012 oh, really? yeah, yeah. Um, and
2: uh yeah I, I'm i've been, been a
0: little bit involved. out of the loop here I'm, I'm even more better.
1: out of the loop because <laughs> i would guess i was over and giving satsang a weekend uh yeah last weekend I, i've i heard more about the so red, as far
0: uh, as we know like 25 percent of the people on the planet haven't ascended or anything you and i haven't we're still here yeah so i'm just wondering if you have but i'm being a little facetious here but um You know, do you have any kind, as a sensitive, intuitive, perceptive person, do you have any sort of insights or, or feelings about stuff that's happening? You know, in the world of a of that nature, that you know, big shifts taking place. How we might expect to see these things uh, unfold or not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I see things and I sense Mm -hmm. things, but they're not firm enough to write down and say, oh, that's what's going to happen.
0: That's good, because then you won't be made a fool of when they don't happen. Like, a lot of these people predict things on certain dates and then nothing happens.
1: My interest is in the human being. Right. And in the human being, him or herself, Mm -hmm. as much as they can, and an opening to that. And so I I, I guess I just don't really look in those directions. I mean... Yes, the psychic abilities have been open for a long time, and mm-hmm. I saw that, that that could be a way to escape living life in some regular way. What well, could be? It, it can be something that a lot of people get caught up in that.
0: Oh, and predicting and, future things that are well, going to save them. And the wh-
1: cosmos are pretty darn entertaining. Yeah. I mean, it's understandable that people would get totally caught up in that, perhaps. But that isn't what...
0: Well, even like, you know, Jesus is coming back and we're all going to be saved and therefore we don't have to worry about the environment because uh, we're all going to be out of here anyway. So let's just mm-hmm. pump all the oil we can. I mean, that, that's actually some, what some people...
1: Great. Right. Well, I think Deepak a, in, the, in the sand, John? in one of the videos, he's uh-huh. saying, you know, perhaps this is it. That he says it a different way, but he's talking about the end. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> that uh, maybe this whole human experience is, is just going to end. That's good. And um, because we're so out of balance. He's, he's suggesting that it's, yeah. you know, unless we do bring in some more harmony and, and uh, it seems to want to, from my perspective, it seems to want to be everywhere. Everywhere I look, I see harmony attempting to find itself. Mm. And um, all of it appears to me to be that. And so I, I, I like to point to it. So that doesn't go anywhere else, though, from here. So that if, as far as future predict- predictions...
0: It's speculative.
1: And of course, if it's occurring to me, this whole balancing of the masculine and feminine as a potentiality that both aspects of self might be more heard in some sort of balance, um, it's occurring everywhere. Yeah. So, and, it, and we see that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Not a lot yet, but <laughs> quite a bit more than it's ever been before.
0: Yep, things are definitely happening. I mean, there's a quickening going on. And yeah. uh, and I think it's a little bit um, of a gamble to predict specific flashy things on specific dates and all that. that they never seem to pan out. But uh, the fact that such things don't pan out shouldn't discourage people from thinking that actually things are changing, you know, and, uh, right. in an in inspiring way.
1: Right, well, if that instills some sort of willingness to participate in their lives, yeah, for sure, right? Because really the participation of being with themselves more and more deeply is...
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Well, if you don't have that perspective, then it can, you know, and and you just look at the world in terms of what the news reports, it can be rather depressing.
2: Totally. Yeah. Yeah, It's
0: like, you know, we're going to hell in a handbasket, but...
1: Well, there's a lot more people committing suicide because it doesn't look like there's a very rosy...
0: Yeah, you know, if they're or refusing to have children, or you know, just sort of having a bleak view of the future. Yeah. But um, if you kind of can see that there's something subtler going on that's not getting reported on the news, and it's just as real, if not more so, and it's that's the real news, and it mm-hmm. can be very inspiring, give you a whole different perspective on the world.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, certainly, for myself, looking at it energetically from the felt sense, and everybody feels energy. Everybody feels heat from the sun. That's just energy. They feel cold from ice. Mm -hmm. They can feel and hear the sensation of a train going by. They can feel the rumbling. I'm not talking about anything more than that.
2: Right.
1: And that's energy. The energetics of what is here. That's what's calling for harmony right where they are. Mm -hmm. So that's probably why I don't look so much into what's going to happen next because I'm much more interested in supporting people to take care of
0: this and that'll be right here. here exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And, uh, yeah, be with this and tend to it,
0: yes. Mm. This, that's here. So you mm. wrote a book. I did. Congratulations.
1: Yeah, thank you, thank you. And right
0: here, right now, Meditations, Satsang Invitations for Expanding Awareness, Volume 1. How many volumes are there going to be?
1: I don't know, at least two. Good. You know, I don't, I don't know. It's a book about supporting people to be more of the human aspect that they are, and to use whatever's happening as a way to come into the moment. I mean, as you, you've, you've read it because you've mm-hmm. written a blurb for it, what would you say about it just offhand?
0: Well, here's what I said in my blurb. I said Canella's invitations encapsulate deep spiritual insight and wisdom gleaned from her own life experience in a way that enables the reader to actually shift their perspective and begin living a more fulfilled life right here right now, which is the title of the book. So that was my reaction front to it, yeah. as, I, as I read yeah. it.
2: Yeah.
1: And so it's, it's available on Amazon just mm-hmm. this week. Oh, like it's okay. like totally freshly here.
0: I'll link to it from your page on BatGap also. Oh, link okay. to the Amazon yeah. page where you can get it.
1: And it's expanding in its availability. It's in the UK, but it's not in Canada yet. Mm. But it ought to be there within the next couple of weeks. Also, I've recorded a toning CD just this past mm. week. It will likely be available on my website
0: Somebody was just telling me about toning. Apparently there's a lot of people doing it in Fairfield where I live and I hadn't really known about it. Since you mentioned it, you might as well tell us a little bit for a moment what it is.
1: It started occurring naturally in Reiki sessions yeah. when I was giving Reiki sessions to people.
0: You would emit a tone?
1: What I'd be Your there voice? and following whatever was wanting to happen mm-hmm. and then in my body I would feel like some sort of sound wanted to come
2: out. Mm-hmm.
1: And so then I would let the person know this is strange, <laughs> but it seems like there's a sound that wants to come out. Yeah. And so then these sounds started coming out, different mm-hmm. ones, and uh, sometimes I would go on a place on the person's body and then tone into their body. Mm-hmm. And so when I started offering satsang, it occurred to me, would this be supportive to a group? Uh-huh. Uh, because Paulo oh had done it at the end of his groups. Uh-huh. And then I always had found that for myself when he did that toning that I wished I could just sit still in the group rather than that it was the end and everybody was getting up and shifting around and whatnot so that's why I started offering it in satsang and people have given the feedback that it's very supportive Hmm. to bring them into experiencing themselves rather than listening I mean listening to the mind isn't a bad thing it's just when it's predominant
0: yeah so you created a CD of this toning yes yeah you might want to like put a sample of it on your website that people could download to hear what it's like you know yeah. and as a kind of a taste of what the c b d would be like
1: well there's there is in the um satsang recordings that are on youtube
0: I see there's some, some of that.
1: yeah like in the, okay. the a particularly good one is the London satsang recording the part one okay the first part is more speaking and then there's some toning in that
0: and you have a link to that on your website yes. So, I know that you spend part of your year in Mexico, in the winter, right? Yes. Despite the automatic weapons and the carjackings and whatnot, you still go back there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was in a different area. Different than place. I than I live. Mexico, it was. Okay. It's known as a bit rougher, and maybe you know, who knows? It. And it, it. was actually a very good experience to go through to witness how.
0: How you would react to that?
1: Well, not only myself, but also how other people live. You know mm. that that these uh, police officers are dealing with stuff like that you know it's one thing to know it from the television I mean it's, it's fairly mm-hmm. obvious but it's another thing to be brought into their world yeah uh, where you know they're in total police gear with carrying these semi-automatic rifles with bulletproof vests on and I'm sitting there yeah. <laughs> right to live as with that kind of threat uh, yeah uh, in those areas especially being a police officer
0: well, that's not going to inspire me to go to Mexico, but you go to a different place in Mexico. Yes, yes. No, where we are, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. not like
1: that. And, and that was also a number of years ago when there was more. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of different stuff still happening that is looking for harmony in Mexico. Right. But, but you're thinking area, of
0: offering pretty... a retreat down there? When you... uh, yes, yes. Mm. I'd love
1: to offer like a, a week retreat. In supporting people, I, I, I did come around to calling myself a teacher after all. And what I teach people is how to listen to themselves more deeply and more precisely using their own words uh, in what they are saying about what they're experiencing mm-hmm. uh, to access themselves inside.
0: Yeah, and, and I believe you also go over to Czechoslovakia or the Czech Republic. Um. The
1: Czech Republic, I go to Prague and uh, London.
0: Like every year or something.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be in Milton, Washington a week and a half from now. Okay. That's close to Tacoma or Seattle.
0: Yeah, and people may be watching this two years from now, and so all true, events true, will true. have transpired. But, right. but um, basically, you give retreats in various places and yeah. would probably be open to giving them in other places, so people could contact you if they wanted to attend one or organize one or whatever by going to your website and clicking on the contact button. Absolutely. Right?
1: That'd be wonderful. Yeah. I, I do go where I'm invited.
0: Yeah, and I would also recommend with Canella or any anybody I interview, if you feel a resonance with, her or with anybody to interview, you know you want to sort of stay in touch with them. Sign up for their email newsletter on thing. The, I, on most people have that where you can yeah. sign up to be notified of this and that. Because otherwise, yeah. you know, months will go by and you'll forget, and you know you might miss out on something that would actually be good for you.
1: I send out actually what what's in this book. These are Sat sign invitations. It's a collection of them. You send them out as I like send out new ones. Installments. Like. I send out new ones. yes yeah. Supportive, one or two page invitations. The next one's going to be on responsibility. So um, I'll just write some you know, ways that people can look at that right. in support of themselves. And then the newsletter follows that mm-hmm. uh, satsang invitation. Good. So people Good. can find out what I'm up to or what's been happening.
0: Anything else on here?
1: Ah, just that there's going to be an interview of Rick Archer oh, yeah. by Non-Duality Vancouver. To uh, watch for that in the coming next while you're going to be...
0: Yeah, it's funny... Um I don't have a lot of time to grant interviews because I'm doing interviews and then doing my day job and a lot of other things. But having traveled up here and both up and back, I have three different flights and a bunch of airport layovers. So I have my iPad with me and this fellow who runs, Kevin Dyke, who runs Non-Duality Vancouver wanted to interview me. So I said, all right, well, I'm going to be in the Seattle airport for a couple of hours. Let's do it then. So we're going to record that on Tuesday, I believe, and he'll put it up on... If you search Facebook for non duality Vancouver, you'll see it for what it's worth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, no,
1: it'd be good to hear
0: yeah. your, your journey. Yeah, I've done that a few times. I mean, if anyone's interested in that, they, if you go to Batgap, there's a page that lists all everybody who's been interviewed alphabetically, and I'm on there too because several people have interviewed me. So, any final thoughts?
1: ...invited a harmony, (laughs) a possibility to be more harmoniously with yourself Mm -hmm. and therefore the world. Mm. Um, So yeah, no, I feel like that might be a nice note.
0: Somebody rather, I forget, Dalai Lama or somebody rather said, you know, it's easier to wear shoes than to cover the earth with leather. You know, we all want to see the world change and all, but it begins here you know and, and here and here right. and here and yes. so the emphasis should always and be ends. to right
1: yes how is this affecting yourself yeah because you're the representation of consciousness right living its life like this
0: and what can someone who is full of stuff do for the world however sincerely intention they may be they're going to have a, a muddled influence which irritating. is not to say that, you know, great people who still had issues didn't do great things. Martin Luther King and all kinds of other people have made huge contributions. But we, we can't all be a Gandhi or Martin Luther King. But what we can do is, uh, you know, really bring about profound transformation within ourselves.
1: Right. Well, and you're, the influence you're your will be inevitable. Martin Luther King, but you're not called that because they already did that. Right. right. So there's this this one. And, I mean, that's the... One other thing, I guess, mm-hmm. is just because it's kind of come up like this, is that, that movie, The Matrix, right? Uh-huh. And there's the One. Right. And the, everybody has that because you are consciousness. It's daring to be with the One that you are, as if, if you, you are a savior of the world. Mm. Right? It's the Holy Grail.
0: No oh, man, is an island entire of himself. Well, clean that's, up this planet. That's not for whom planet, the bell tolls, it clean tolls up this for This planet, it,
1: it cleans up our planet right. together. We each clean up our planet of who we are in the magnetic planet that we mm-hmm. show up to be. Same as the moon, here's a, this yeah. aspect of consciousness.
0: Another analogy, if you want a forest to be green, every tree has to be green. So make sure that you're a green tree before worrying about too much about the forest. <laughs> or what did Christ say? You know, remove the, the log from your own eye before worrying about the speck in the other guy's eye.
2: Right,
1: well that speck is going to point to the log. Yeah. yeah. That's what's happening, literally. That is life.
0: Alrighty. So um, I've been speaking with Canella Michelle Myers, and as most of you listening will know, this is an ongoing series of interviews. Um, I'll be doing several more this weekend, uh, and there are already several hundred which have been done. They're all archived and categorized on BatGap.com. Go there, and the menus are pretty self-explanatory. Past interviews, future interviews, donate button, email sign-up, podcast. All that stuff. So you all know how to do it. Thanks for listening or watching. There will be a page for Canela about this interview, links to everything about that you want to know about Canela, her website, her book. And uh, we'll see you for the next one. Thanks. Thank you.